Coming up on the Week 4 pregame show, we review last week's Northside versus Southside matchup, plus we preview the big Lafayette versus Savannah game, and can St. Pius stay undefeated in the NBC against Maryville? We have all that and so much more here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 4 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 4 pregame show. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. This is segment one where we preview the city and the MEC conference. Let's not waste any more time. Let's take a look at some scores from week three. The Lafayette Fighting Irish were able to use a fourth quarter kickoff return to seal a win over Benton. 13-6 was the final. It was the Irish's fifth straight win over the Cardinals in this rivalry. Lafayette moves to 2-1 on the season. Benton falls to 0-3 on the season. Central's fourth quarter rally comes up short against Belton. 14-7 was the score. Indians fall to 1-2 on the season. St. Joe Christian just couldn't put it together against Western. They fall by a score of 56-6. Donovan West all over Bishop LeBlanc, 68-32. And in the rest of the Midland Empire Conference, Chillicothe was able to score the first seven points of the ball game. Maryville scored the last 62. They get the last laugh. 62-7, Spoofhounds win. And in a six-minute stretch, the Cameron Dragons saw their game fall apart against the St. Pius Warriors. 42-22, Dragons fall to 2-1 on the season. St. Pius moves to 3-0 on the season. Before we take a look at Week 4 on the schedule, let's take a 30-second break. We are back here on the Week 4 pregame show. Let's take a look at our Week 4 schedule. We got Lafayette and Savannah. That's going to be the big game in the city. Irish are 2-1 on the year, just like we mentioned they were able to rebound from a tough loss to Harrisonville in Week 1 by defeating Atchison two weeks ago. And last week, they were able to seal a win over Benton. We had an opportunity to catch up with head coach Eric McDowell this week. He talked about that big game against Benton. And we preview this week's game against Savannah. Here's our interview with Coach McDowell right now. And we're here on the Week 4 pregame show. We got Lafayette fighting Irish head coach Eric McDowell back, back with us. How you doing, Coach? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having us, Clifton. Always a pleasure, Coach. Um, thirteen to six win on Friday last Friday night over Benton. Just give an overall assessment of your team's performance. Well, anytime you play in a rivalry game that has gone on as long as this, and uh, in a, a mud pit, a swamp, <laughs> so to speak, uh, you know, you just never know what can happen. And so, we were uh, we're happy to get out of there with a win. And, uh, you know, we always feel like we could always play a little bit better here and there. But nonetheless, we did what we had to do to win in, 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 uh, in those conditions and in a rivalry atmosphere. And so we'll take it. Well, Coach, um, you talked about the uh, the mud pit. Um, it rained um, pretty much the whole week last week. How really did the field conditions really affect your guys' game plan? Um, you know, we, we knew we weren't going to be able to, uh, you know, make a lot of our uh, – skill guys as accessible in some of the route running and some of our perimeter run game and passing game. So we adjusted accordingly to that. And, you know, we, you know, we really didn't, our playbook book was pretty condensed in a lot of ways. So uh, not, you know, Benton played good defense uh, as well. So that was a part of it as well. But in the end, we, we just knew what we were going to have to do. We've learned our lesson. We've with our field, we've played in a lot of muddy games. And so we've, we kind of actually, it's almost an advantage to know where to expect. If you've never played on a field when it's wet, you have no idea what you're in for. So I guess in a way it did help us prepare and actually uh, gave us a little bit of a, a slight edge probably. 
Well, Coach, um, this Friday night, you you guys are at Savannah. Um, you were a former player for the Savages. Do you have any personal memories going back to Savannah as a head coach? Uh, going to Savannah since I've been a head coach? Yes. Yeah, with your playing days, with your – Oh, you know, I just remember Coach Brockoff and Coach Zardo. Two great guys that uh, did not finish their careers at Savannah. Wonderful coaches, wonderful people. Uh, you know, as a player, you you know, you always remember your friends. But I just remember those two guys who've been long since removed from Savannah and uh, great people, and just had a, a wonderful uh, opportunity to play for them. And they were big, huge parts of uh, uh, of who I am today. So I, I definitely remember those gentlemen for sure. Well, Coach, let's, let's move on to the 2020 game. This is the reason why we're on here now. Um, you got a matchup this week against Savannah. Um, even though the Savages have only had one football game this season, what have you seen from the Savages, and what do you expect? Um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday night? Well, really don't know what to expect. They played one game three weeks ago, and uh, no fault of their own. They've, got, they've had a vacation, I guess you would say, that they did not want. <laughs> Uh, so I really can't tell you what to expect. I'm sure they've made lots of adjustments. I mean, we're expecting them to, to have some wrinkles here and there. Maybe they don't. Uh, they'll be very similar to last year. They're going to be a spread football team. Uh, won't look quite the same as what Coach Schrader had them doing, but there are some similarities just because they are both spread. Um, they're going to be tough. They're going to be gritty, and uh, their players always are. And so we'll, we'll expect a, a dogfight Friday night, and uh, it'll always it'll come down to probably who makes the least amount of mistakes and uh, should be a good one well I think it's going to be a definitely a good one um well coach uh, I want to thank you so much for joining the um the cliff notes podcast once again it's always a pleasure to have you on and um good luck to you and the kids on Friday all right thanks a lot thanks for having us that was fighting Irish head coach Eric McDowell with us Uh, we also had an opportunity to speak with coach Kopecki we'll get into that here in a second taking a look at Savannah now the Savages are 0-1 on the season. They had their 33-21 loss to Excelsior Springs. But due to COVID-19, they lost their Week 2 game against Latham and their Week 3 game at Kirksville lost. So this week is an opportunity for them to get back on the field. I had an opportunity to speak with Coach Kopecki. We talked about that Week 1 matchup. We talked about how the team handled the last couple weeks. And we get their side of the big matchup this week against Lafayette. Here's our interview with Coach Kopecki right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, week four pregame show. We got Savannah head coach Kevin Kopecki with us. How you doing, coach? Doing well. Thanks, Clifton. Thanks for having us on. Well, coach, um, last time we talked, um, it was in the preseason. How did how were the summer practices getting ready for the season? You know, when we were together, I thought they were really good. We missed, uh, oh, for sure, two weeks uh, from COVID incident back in the summer. So we uh, had to stay away from the weight room, which wasn't good. And, uh, you know, going in, I thought we'd have 20, you know, organized team activities or OTAs. I think we ended up having six. So we missed out on a lot of work. And then, as you know, we're coming off uh, being quarantined again. So that part has not been fun. But, uh, again, I think our kids and coaches have had a really good attitude about it. And uh, I think we've all learned some lessons through all this stuff that, you know, uh, there's things in life that can be taken away from you. You don't want to take too many things uh, for granted. And uh, when you get the chance to do something fun like play or coach football, uh, you need to really enjoy it because you don't know how long you're going to be playing the game or coaching the game. Well, Coach, um, definitely a quick question about all that. You guys um, lost the um, last two weeks of games. And um, how have you kept the kids um, motivated and how have you have attacked? 
you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's a really good question. It's kind of difficult with some of the rules from the health department and some of the rules from the school. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot we could do virtual as far as sending out workouts because our school is still, uh, you know, open and all that as far as that goes. And um, I think our, I do have to mention, I feel like our school administrators from the top down and our building administrators have done a really good job trying to handle a situation that just no one knows how to handle. No one knows exactly what to do. They've been awesome to work with, you know, and I, I, I'm just, I'm new here, as you know, but I wouldn't want to be working with uh, any other people. They are, they have been fantastic. It's not been fun things to talk about. I think everybody's handled it in a very professional way. Um, as far as our football team goes, uh, we've used huddle message to get some film out to the players to, you know, once in a while, send them, you know, just a, how you doing and, you know, hang in there and try to have a good attitude type thing. But, you know, we did have to stay awake from each other completely for two weeks. So uh, it was difficult Clifton and uh, something you wouldn't want to go through very often. But again, we tried to do the best uh, we could with what we had. And that's uh, what you always preach to your teams. And uh, we have to practice that as adults sometimes too. Well, coach, it's good to see you guys back out on the field. Um, let's talk about the um, the first game of the season. You guys were able to get that in the books. It was a 33-21 loss to Excelsior Springs. Just give an overall analysis of that football game. Uh, you know, and we don't make excuses. So, you know, not having all the practices or summer weights, that's, that's just not a factor. We turned the ball over way too many times. I think we lost the turnover battle. There's a little discrepancy on our stats right now. If it was we had four turnovers to their one, or it might even been five to one. But either way, when your turnover margin is that extreme, you're probably not going to win the football game. So, and I also think it's a little bit of credit to our kids. You know, we ended up losing by 12, and your 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 uh, turnover ratio is that bad. Yeah, most nights you probably lose by 20 or 30. So our kids fought, and I was really proud of that. But. Uh, Again, uh, we need to regroup. It wasn't a good start. It wasn't the start we were looking for. And again, I'm not beyond giving our opponent credit. I tell you what, Excelsior Springs came in here and did a really good job running the stuff that we kind of expected them to run, but they did a really good job with it and came away with the win. Well, Coach, this week, um, you guys are back at it this week. Um, you guys have Lafayette on the schedule. It's always a very competitive game in the MEC between you guys and Lafayette. Um, Talk about um, what you've seen from the Irish and what can we expect from the football game on Friday night? Yeah, you know, being new to town, I've kind of heard that, you know, that they're a little bit of a rivalry and in the conference, anytime you play an MEC team, it's going to be a knockdown drag out. This is a great conference with great football kids and great coaches and good programs. Uh, we're looking forward to the opener in our conference and uh, Lafayette's a very athletic football team. They've got speed, they got athleticism and uh, we'll have our hands full, that's for sure. And again, we have to take care of the football um, and, uh, you know, work on the things that we didn't do so well against Excelsior. Well, Coach Kopecki, I want to thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you, and um, good luck to you and the kids this Friday. I really appreciate it. Thanks. We're really excited to be out there again. That was Savannah Savage head coach Kevin Kopecki with us. We thank you so much for joining the podcast, Coach. Now on to the rest of the schedule in the city, and it's Kansas City Central at Benton this week. KC Central is 1-2 on the season. They did beat Kansas City Northeast last week, 50 to nothing, For their first win, Cardinals are still looking for their first win. They hope to get it this week. Central takes their show on the road at Lee Summit. Indians are 1-2 after their loss to Belton. Tigers are 1-2. They played two very tough opponents in the last couple weeks at Lee Summit North and Lee Summit West. Both those teams are two of the top teams in the Kansas City metro area. Sajo Christian was supposed to be at Scotland County this week, but injuries on the Lions football team has forced that game to be canceled. Lions fully intend to play in week five. Bishop LeBlanc is at Keatsville this week. Golden Eagles are 0-3 on the season, while Keatsville is 0-2. 
Now onto the Midland Empire Conference. We got a huge matchup between Maryville and St. Pius. This is a big game for the Warriors. Warriors are 3-0 on the season after their win against Cameron. They also have wins over Pembroke Hill and St. Michael. Only undefeated team left in the MEC, so this is huge for them. Maryville has won two straight after their loss to Blair Oaks in Week 1. Beat Harrisonville in Week 2. And then beat Chillicothe in Week 3. We had an opportunity to catch up with Warriors head coach Anthony Simone. We get to know him a little bit. We talk about his first couple games of the season. And we preview the big game against Maryville on his end. Here's our interview with Coach Simone right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We got St. Pius, the 10th head coach, Anthony Simone with us. How are you doing, Coach? Doing good. Well, Coach, uh, one thing that we'd like to do for our first-time guests is really get to know the coach a little bit. Who's Coach Simone? How did you get into coaching, and, and what brought you to St. Pius? Well, um, it is it is Coach Simone, and um, – you know, I, I was, I actually graduated from St. Pius in 2002. And so I've come from uh, everybody in my family. I've got uh, uh, four siblings. Uh, I've actually got five siblings. One has passed, uh, but my four siblings that were of age went to St. Pius. Um, and both my mother and my father went to St. Pius. So there's a long tradition of us uh, going to St. Pius. And, and uh, so when the opportunity came up to uh, coach at St. Pius, I, I was, uh, you know, it was kind of like a dream come true for me. Well, Coach, I mean, you talked about definitely being home. How does it feel really to be back coaching home? And not only that, replacing such a um, a great coach there in Rick Byers. Well, it's, you know, it, it's impossible to fill Coach Byers' shoes. I mean, he was, you know, he, he was my coach when I, when I played here at St. Pius. And a lot of things that I do and a lot of things – uh, that we all do because we're all most of our staff is alumni um, and most of our staff was coached by him or have coached with him so um, you know uh, it, it's it's been an honor to be up here and, and you know his his uh, legacy is living on through us just because uh, you know we we learned a lot of what we do from him and uh, he's definitely one of the best and, and uh, but there's no way I could fill his shoes I'm just hoping to do them doing proud but uh you know it's been it, it's tough it's tough when you have somebody like that uh the head yeah the guy that had all the success and, and but the great thing is you know our coaching philosophies and styles have really come from him and and uh, he, he taught us you know most of the stuff most of the things that we're doing here today well coach let's talk about your kids um for those who haven't seen your uh, football team play um, who are some of the kids that, if they were to go to a Warrior football game, uh, who's some of the names they would hear about on Friday nights? Well, offensively, you got, uh, you know, you, you have one of our senior captains, uh, number, well, really offensively and defensively for him, and most of these guys are both ways, but uh, our, our wide receiver, number 14, David Dieters, is just, uh, he's an absolute stud, and, and he's uh He's a guy that could probably play just about anywhere at the next level if he wanted to. And, and uh, uh, we've also got a, a three-year starter now, our junior uh, quarterback, Jack Moss, just to be his third year starting. Um, and he's a he's a competitor, a playmaker, and, and a guy that the whole group is, is really a group that doesn't quit. And they have, have a lot of drive and, and a lot of competitive spirit. Uh, got a new addition to the 
And then uh, I think I really think we've got uh, a stud tailback, our junior, uh, uh, Robbie Sharp. He's just he's he's one he's just a, a, a top notch. He's going to be a college tailback somewhere. Um, he's he's been really stepping up. That's offensive side of the ball. We've got a lot of senior linemen um, on offensive side, on the offensive side that are doing a great job for us. You know they kind of felt like that was a room, an area to grow for us last year after watching all the film, and these guys have stepped up. So most of them, uh, four of them got to start last year, and so we have four returning starters, and and, uh, and they're doing a heck of a job. Uh, Peter Furlick, led by Peter Furlick, and uh, uh, Charlie Palm, two of our captains, senior captains. Um, so that's the offensive side of the ball. And then uh, defensively, you've got – you know, you've got our one another senior captain that leads us, a middle linebacker, Anthony Dross, who's uh, uh, he does does a great job with these guys. He's, he's our guy that he's like the quarterback of the defense. And uh, you know, we've got we were without a couple of guys last week. Um, we were down a couple of guys just due to contact tracing, and, and uh, you know, and, and we're we excited to get them back. I don't think we'll have them back this week, possibly next week. Uh, but that's uh, you know, uh, Joe, Carl Ragusa and um, Johnny Kayami, who's our a couple of our outside linebackers, do a great job for us. And uh, we've had another junior step up at cornerback, who is uh, really, really grown into a shutdown corner. I can kind of put him in there, put him out on an island, and let him do his thing. Now, I was able to match him up against Conley, uh, Quentin Conley, the first week, who's one of the top receivers in the country. And uh, he just did a heck of a job, and, and he's just really grown from there. Uh, Vincent Cox, out, out of cornerback, has been really stepping up for us this year. And, uh, you know, we've got some young guys rotating in on that defense, too, which is nice to see, and and, uh, and mixed in with some of these older guys and these senior leaders. So it's been a really good good mix this year with, with the good mix of, uh, you know, upperclassmen and, and some, some younger guys. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about the um, let's talk about this season, how it's went so far. Your team is three and zero on the year. Um, you guys are coming off a forty-two to twenty-two win over Cameron on Friday night. Coach, just give an overall assessment of that game and how your team's season has went so far. Well, uh, last week, I, I really think, in, in in most cases, it is that way. I think the the game was a lot tighter than that than the score gives it credit for. Uh, that's a heck of a team over there. Like I, you know, or I said earlier, uh, Cameron was. They're, they're, they were young last year. They, they've got some. They've got some maturity that they got. They had this year, and and uh, it really shows. They're 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 going to be a team to be reckoned with here. And, and they, they're led by a stud quarterback who's just man. He's tough to take down. I was getting all my guys about missed tackles, but you know, it, it's just credit to him because he he runs hard. He's, he's a horse back there. So. You know, they, they got a really great team, and, and uh, our guys just played tough. I mean, they, you know, our team this year has, has taken on that persona of just being tough, hard nosed, and they want to play four quarters. And and, and uh, you know, they've worked extremely hard this year, so they they've earned where they're at right now. And now we got a, a big test ahead of us this week. So, uh, but but we're excited for it. Well, let's talk about that big test this week. Uh, it, it is Maryville on the schedule. A team that's pretty much dominated the Midland Empire Conference for the last decade. Um, talk about what you've seen from the Spook Hounds so far, and what can we expect from this football game on Friday night? 
Well, you know, what you're going to see from the Spoo Balance is pretty much typical. It's they're unbelievably coached. They're just well, they're well coached in every aspect. And Coach Webb, he's got it going on up there. I mean, he's, it's it's uh, you know, everybody wants what he has, and he's got a system in there, and he starts young, and and they just do a great job of coaching those guys. So they line up, and it doesn't matter who they line up with, they can they, they can be successful. And, and uh, uh, you know, they they're going to be really good. They're going to be well coached. We told our guys. You know, you're not going to be able to make mistakes this week because these guys, they know what they're doing. They're going to be well coached, and, and we've got to be ready to go. But uh, you know, they've they've got they've got some great linemen. They got some uh, running back. I know they've had you know their quarterbacks out, and that's that's a tough tough blow. But you know, they're they're they've got a system up there, so they're going to be tough year in and year out, no matter what. And and I know, you know, I we've gone back in the history books trying to figure out. When is the last time St. Pius beat Maryville? And, you know, we've played them almost every year um, for a long time. But, you know, and, and we've gone back. I think the last time we beat them was my senior year of high school. Uh, and that was in 2001. So, uh, you know, we think it's a 19-year drought. Now, we haven't played them every year. Some years we've played them twice for the playoffs. But, um, so, you know, we, we've got we've got a, a big – big hurdle in front of us and a big test, but, you know, these guys, our team is, they're, they're ready for it. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough battle, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that they're, they're looking forward to and, and they've got some confidence and, and they're, they're just ready to come out and play four quarters of football. Well, coach, I think that's going to be a really exciting football game. Um, you guys have been on a very, very impressive start this year. So, Coach Simone, I want to thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, good luck to you and your kids um, this Friday night in that big game against Maryville. Thank you. I appreciate it. Spoofhounds and the Warriors had expected to be a huge game in the Midland Empire Conference. The only other Midland Empire Conference game that's scheduled is Cameron at Chillicothe. Dragons are 2-1 off that loss to St. Pius. Hornets are 0-3 on the season. This is a big conference game. For both football teams, both are 0-1. They are desperately looking to get back to 500 in conference play. We had an opportunity to speak with Dragon Head Coach Jeff Wallace this week. We talked about both of these games. We talked about the loss to St. Pius. And a preview of this week's game against Chillicothe. We go to our interview with Coach Wallace right now. And we're continuing on with the Cliff Notes podcast. We got Cameron Dragon Head Coach Jeff Wallace with us. How you doing, Coach? Hey, I'm doing real good. Coach, tough 42-22 to 22 loss to St. Pius last week. Coach, just give an overall analysis on the ball game. Well, I thought, honestly, other than a six-minute period there in the third quarter, it may have been our best football game that we played. Pius is talented. Wow, they've got a few boys on the team that weren't there last year, and they fill some real key roles for them. They've got a little size. They've got speed. Three-year three -year starter quarterback, and they got a young man that's a wide out and a safety that's as good as anybody in this conference. I'll promise you both those positions. So we just we kind of had a we had a period during the third quarter where we gave up we gave a kickoff return for a touchdown, and we had a pick six, so we handed them 14 points, uh, and that's kind of tough hole to get yourself out of. Well, coach, you got an opportunity this week to uh, rebound, um, and you're facing a Chillicothe team, a Chillicothe team who's also trying to rebound. From, a, from an MEC loss. How do you, what have you seen from the Hornets and what can we expect going into that ball game? Well, 
it doesn't matter the, the records. It's a rivalry, and we're going to get their best, and I truly hope that we give them our best. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and there's going to be some serious competition in that game. It's going to be physical. It always is with us. They're going to run the flex bone. That's what they do, and they do it very, very well. They're going to play a certain defense. Uh, again, that's what they do, and they do that very, very well. So you can see on film they are slowly getting better each week, and that's got us concerned. Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for uh, making time for me here on the podcast. Very, very much appreciated. Love having you on. Um, Coach, good luck to you and the kids on Friday. Yeah, I appreciate it, Cliff. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you down the road. That was Dragon Head Coach Jeff Wallace with us. Now, the last part before we end this segment, we always like to catch up with KQ2 Sports Director Chris Roush. We talk about the week that was in Week 3, and we preview some of the big games in Week 4 of this season. Our interview with Chris begins right now. And we're back here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. Week 4 pregame show. We got KQ2 Sports Director Chris Roush back with us. Chris, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Clifton? Oh, I'm doing good. Another week of high school football coming up, my guy. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Week number four, getting things going. Yeah, it's going to be another exciting week. Yeah. But before we can look forward to week four, let's go back to week three real quick. What were some of the things really that stood out to you in week three? Um, Clifton, you know, I think some of the things that kind of stood out was um, that, that Lafayette-Benton game. It was just kind of a back-and-forth game throughout. Um, it was kind of a Bud Bowl game, and, you know, they didn't have – the grades field conditions because it had been so rainy last week, but it was a good, you know, battle back and forth between those two schools. Um, it's a rivalry game. You know, you get both teams best, you know, out there. Um, Lafayette did get the win in that one, but, you know, I'm sure, you know, both coaches took some things out of that one, even with the conditions that they were playing in. So, I mean, that, that was one takeaway. Um, looking around Mid-Buchanan beating Lawson uh, the way they did. Uh, you know, last – this is – so two years in a row that Mid-Buck's gotten the best of Lawson. Before that, it had been Lawson controlling most of that rivalry. So now having Mid-Buck uh, kind of, I guess, take control last two years has, has been big for that program as they make a push for a state title. And then at the eight-man level, uh, Mound City, they're still rolling. And then you have uh, North Andrew upsetting Pattonsburg. I mean, it's a 7-4 matchup or 4-7, however you want to look at it. But still, Pattonsburg's had North Andrew's number the last couple of years. Cardinals get the victory this past week. Those are some definitely those are some big time stuff going on week three. Let's move ahead to a week four. Um, big matchup of the city, I think at least for me, probably for you too, is um, Lafayette and Savannah. You know, Lafayette two and one on the year. Savannah they're zero one, but they lost their they lost their two games in the last couple weeks due to um, them being quarantined. So they're probably eager to get back on the field. Coach Capecchi told me they're real eager to get back on the field. So definitely talk about that matchup as far as how big that is for the NEC. Yeah, I think it's a big one. I mean, you haven't had Savannah competing in more than two weeks, and they've been out. So now you get them back, and they get to come back, and they play Lafayette, who, you know, thankfully they haven't had to miss any time yet. They're they're rolling right now. they got a couple wins in a row. But Savannah, they haven't played since that week one game. And, you know, they, they didn't get the win in week one, so they're still 0-1. But I, I think – you know, it's been a different adjustment, I think, for them because we never went through quarantine like this before, not playing for two weeks during a season. So it's going to be interesting to see how Savannah comes out and kind of responds to what they've gone through the last couple of weeks. I think my big thing on that is definitely going to be, um, you know, for Savannah, we can even talk about, you know, Lathrop too. We're going to be talking about them more here in a little bit. You know, when you're on quarantine, um, 
you know, you're getting in shape. You know, they'll, they'll send you workouts. They can send you workouts and all that stuff at home. There's a difference between being in shape and there's a difference between being in football shape. So, yeah, yeah, there's a big difference. And I'm curious how, I mean, they're still in pretty good shape, but just having two weeks of not doing anything football game wise in the middle of the season, what will that do to a team? Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that's, that's going to be a big key against a team like Lafayette that has played all their games so far this season. Let's talk about another game in the city in the um, south end. Um, Benton taking a break from MEC play. Um, they're going to be taking on Kansas City Central. Um, they're in the same conference as Lincoln Prep. I really don't know terribly too much about Kansas City Central. They are 1-2 on the year. They picked up a big win last week. So what's – What's Bitten got to do definitely to try to pick up this first win this week? I think they seem to stick to their game plan. I mean, it's been kind of an up-and-down start to the year for them. And they've shown a lot of bright spots and a lot of good things this year. And a lot of it goes through Garrison Didell. I mean, he's one of the best backs in the area. He's really good, you know, with running the football. And that, that's really what, you know, a lot of their offense stems from is getting him the football and he makes plays. So I, I think that's going to be a big thing for Bitten this week is, what will Garrison Didell be able to do? Yeah, and I um, I, I I was really encouraged by Benton's performance last week. You know, you could take all the muddy conditions out of it. You could take all the um, the records out of it. I thought Benton had a really really good performance against Lafayette. Really um, really really close game. I was very encouraged by the performance, and I think part of those that they should definitely build on for this week. Well. Let's get into another game. Our last game that we're really going to get into is a Mid-Buck and Lathrop. Um, these are two teams that, you know, have been kind of on the same path for the last couple of years, um, making big runs throughout the playoffs. You know, Lathrop has had Mid-Buck's number. Um, last time Mid-Buck got a victory over Lathrop was 2010. Mules um, have really had their number since. Um, talk about this matchup. How important is this really for Mid-Buchanan, the way they've played this season, really just to establish themselves in this game? Well, I, it's one of those interesting ones with the KCI because Lathrop and Lawson have always been in different classes than the Mid-Buck for the most part. And so this game in conference-wise means a lot. And district seating, it helps Mid-Buchanan and, you know, because they're playing upper class. And we'll find out classifications, you know, earlier today as everything's kind of coming together. So it's going to be interesting kind of to see where everything shakes out. I don't think Lathrop moves down by any means. So this one may not have anything really to do with playoff implications directly, but you have this early season matchup, probably the two top teams in the KCI as of right now. Um, this could be huge for Mid-Buchanan, um, kind of asserting themselves as the top team in the KCI, but also for later, them just getting back out there and playing because it has been a few weeks because they were also in quarantine. So they're being able to get back out there because they were supposed to play Savannah last week. Or two weeks. I guess it was two weeks ago. They're supposed to play Savannah two weeks ago. So yeah, it's been, you know, challenging again for Lathrop too. They they've been in out of action too. And you know, Coach Chris Holt wants that group to get back out there and compete. Then it's been a few weeks. So yeah, this will be interesting to see how they come out from being not able to play for two weeks. And uh, anything else on the schedule really stick out to you? I know that you and I have both talked to of Devin Albertson this week. We got a big game in eight-man football this week. Mount City of Southwest Livingston rematch of the state championship game last year. That and anything else that really yep. sticks out to you? I, I think that's the big one. I think, you know, last year Southwest won the regular season matchup, but I don't think Mount City had all their pieces for that game last year. So you have this time around 
as far as I know, as of right now, that they have both teams are fully loaded, ready to go for this game. How does it come out? Mount City in the state game, they just ran the football. And just that's how they beat Southwest Lincoln was just running the football. Now, this time around, a lot of the same pieces, not all, but a lot of the same pieces still in place for both these squads. Lane and Papa, you know, up there at Mount City. You have a Southwest Livingston team that lost Mac Anderson to graduation last year, but they've been able to pretty much just kind of keep on moving forward. You know, Wes Hughes, he, he's been tremendous down there for Southwest Livingston. So you have two big playmakers in eight-man football squaring off. Uh, that's going to that's gonna be a fun one down in Ludlow. Uh, Chris, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? We know you got the big football tonight show. Anything, anything you want to plug? Yeah, it's you know football night, 1035 tonight. We'll have scores, highlights, interviews, everything you need from high school football week four, Missouri week three in Kansas. That'll be 1035 tonight on football tonight. Yeah, but check that out, football tonight, 1035 Friday nights on KQ2. You can also check out the KQ2 Sports Podcast. Chris puts plenty of content on there, interviews all throughout the week. You can check those out. And you can also check out the 10 o'clock newscasts also live on KQ2. Uh, well, Chris Roush, my friend, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure probably I'll see you around again sometime this season. And uh, good luck to you and you and Adam and the entire staff out there for football tonight. Thanks, my man. You're doing a great job with the podcast, getting a lot of information, a lot of different interviews out there. We appreciate what you're doing, too. You're helping all of us out and just getting more coverage out there. So I appreciate all that you're doing, too, man. Uh, we're all in this together, my friend. That's all we're doing. You know, we're all in this thing together. So, Chris, yep. thank you very much. Thanks, my man. Always an honor to have Chris Roush here on the show. I want to thank um, Eric McDowell, Kevin Kapecki, Anthony Simone, Jeff Wallace, and Chris Roush for joining us here on this segment. On the second segment of the pregame show, we go inside this week's matchup between Midbuck and Lathrop, and we took a look at all the scores and the schedules of the KCI and the GRC.